Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion Team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Eleven thirty-seven. The time. We'll get back to more of your phone calls. We got Coach's Corner coming up in about uh, eleven minutes. But right now, we're going to head out to our premier Chevrolet Carlsbad fan hotline. We're joined by Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original, featuring the most notable names in Major League Baseball and all-around sports every week. And Mr. Boone, welcome. How are you today? Hey, Coach. What's going on? Well, we're trying to figure it out. It looks like the Padres in the month of June are uh, off to a nice 7-4 and four start and playing a little bit better baseball than we've seen in the uh, prior couple of months. Yeah, I think so. And I think this team, I mean, it's it's so it, they've underachieved so much to this stage of the season. I mean, you almost, if I would have told you, Coach, coming out of spring training, this star-packed offense is going to be 15th in the league uh offensively, which is last, dead last, on June 13th, how much money would you put to say, no, they will not be 15? I think me and you would have put a bunch, and we'd be out a bunch right now. So this can't go on for an entire year. I think you're seeing some of the guys turning around a little bit um, and getting it going. This this offense is going to come back eventually. And I, I talked about it a few weeks ago. It's this team is too good at the end of the year. What I found in my years of playing, for the most part, 90% of the time is through the ups and downs of a 162 game schedule at the end of the year, especially established star quality players like the Padres have a bunch of in that lineup. 
At the end of the day, at the end of 162 games, when you look at their numbers, they're probably going to be right around what you expect them to be. Yeah, some years you're going to have big years and, and you're going to exceed what you normally do. Some are going to be off years where, where you're a little below what, what you normally do. But for the most part, star players, especially established players that have done it for years, usually at the end of the day, their numbers fall right where you expect them to fall. And this offense has nowhere to go but up. I think the real positive side of it, and not that we didn't know that the Padres had good pitching. We didn't expect them to be leading the league in pitching at this point. That's kept them afloat to this to this point. I was looking at that looking at the division, Arizona at the top. I think that's been a great story for baseball, along with the Orioles and the Texas Rangers. Uh I look at that pitching staff. I don't think it can hold up for a hundred and sixty two game schedule. Uh Giants can pitch. They're in the mix right now. You know, they're only five games out. But, uh, you know, in the big scheme, today's game, yeah, it's important. It's great to win the division, get the home advantage. But when there's 12 spots out there for playoff berths, I, I think at this stage of the game, Padres got to be looking at, all right, we just need to grab a playoff spot, and, and we'll roll the dice. Hopefully we're, we're, we're rolling at that point, we're healthy, and we make a run for it. So they're two and a half game out of the wild card right now, starting to play better. Uh, the pitching really for me is is uh, is the uh, not a surprise but a pleasant surprise how well they're doing. Brett Booner, guest here on ninety seven three the fan. A lot of star power on this ball club, but you know, uh, Brett, I, I said this last week. I mean, I I saw Willie Mays, and granted, it was at the end of his career. I saw Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente. I, I've seen all the the greats in the last uh, fifty five to sixty years. You played with a lot of the greats and against a lot of the greats in your major league career. I look at Fernando Tatis Jr., and I still think uh, this kid has a lot of room to grow. I think he can become a better hitter. He's a good power guy now. He's got great speed. He's got a cannon arm. He's done a great job of making the transition to right field at this point in time. And, you know, when you look at Tatis, I mean, isn't he up there with some of the, the greats of the game, at least ability-wise? We'll see where it goes over the next decade plus but man this guy's got talent in every area you look for in a ball player if you're a scout without a doubt and i saw it about you know a couple years ago when he really he he had a big season and i looked at him and i'm really hesitant coach to really put labels on guys especially young players to to compare them to the greats of the past but when i see tatis uh, i see an alex rodriguez and and that type of talent now alex drove in over 2,000 runs. He, he's right at the 700 home run mark. That's that's kind of lofty and kind of unfair to compare anybody to. But I saw Alex at a young age, and I see the same. Alex may be a little more plate discipline and a little bit of a better hitter at the mm-hmm. same age. But from a talent from a talent package standpoint, uh, Tatis is unbelievable. I, it, the only guy really I can compare him to – uh, all around, well, obviously the Mike Trout. He's been doing it for years, been the best player in the game for years. But I look at at a Robert Acuna Jr., what he's doing in Atlanta. He's a Tatis-type player. He, he's got the rock star look and, and attitude. But the thing I love about Tatis is, yeah, he hits the home runs. He, he pimps the home runs. He's, you know, he's flipping <laughs> bats all over. The place. He's reinventing things. But I'll tell you, he hits a, he hits a ball in the gap, and he's on it. I mean, that guy's looking for three on a double. 
and, and I appreciate that, how hard he plays. You know, they used to talk about Ken Griffey Jr. as a young player. Well, he almost plays too hard, and it's going to be a detriment to him in the long run from a health standpoint. But I don't know how you tell a player, hey, take it easy on a double. Just take your – it's like, no, this is how he's, how he's wired. This is what you – when you hit a ball in the gap, I'm going three. You know, it's usually going to be a double, but my thought out of the box is I'm going three. I love to watch him. I was at a Padre game the other night and just watching him. He's fun to watch. I, I really enjoy watching Fernando Tatis. I know we went through a lot last year, missing that, made some mistakes. You know, I, I chalk that up to being a young kid. You know, we all make mistakes. I look to myself back to when I was 21, 22, and I laugh. To, and that's why I'm not that critical on the real young players. It's like they'll learn, they'll mature, they'll grow up, and, and they can put this behind them and be a better person for it. Hopefully he's done that. But, uh, yeah, as far as talent, I've never wavered on, on my opinion on Fernando Tatis and how talented he is. He's, he's a true star of the game, and he keeps this up and, and, and continues to, to do the right thing and, and play the way he's playing. We're going to be talking about him for years and years as, as one of the best players in Major League Baseball. And, Brett, I realize now that with all the advanced metrics, uh, you know, hitting 300 isn't maybe the goal like it was years ago. I mean, if you hit 300, everybody, oh, man, that guy can really hit. I still think, you know, Fernando, you know, is a 275, 280 type guy. I still think he can be a 300 hitter. He may have to clean up uh, and and not, you know, be his free swinger, and, and we'll see where that goes. But I still think there's growth as a hitter for him. Oh, without a doubt. And, and Coach, it, it bothers me the average thing because it is kind of poo-pooed in today's industry. I think I think uh, the gentleman in in Florida will will kind of spit back in your face and say, uh-huh. when everybody likes to talk about, oh, it's harder to hit 300 nowadays. Why? I, I, my first reason is why. Yeah, it's not it's not um, told to you by Major League Baseball. This is what we're looking for, like it was in my generation. My generation was average home runs, RBI. And, and not particularly in that order, but that those are the three things you were judged upon. Nowadays, you're not judged upon that. You're not paid upon that. I'll guarantee you, if you hit 300 with 30 and 100, uh, your salary is going to be way up there. But you're right. It's not it's not talked about as 300 being being important. I think it is important. I still think the great hitters hit 300. Uh, and, and the guy in, in Florida, is it a rise? He's hitting rise, yeah. 392. He's just showing you that you can do it. Uh, and, 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 I, and I go back and forth. I understand uh, the business of baseball is different. I understand the bullpen complexity is different in 2023. People are groomed to be specialists in the bullpen, whereas in years past, they weren't. Everybody was a starting pitcher. If you weren't good enough to start, you go to the bullpen. I understand that. The specialty game, the starter goes five, and now you got to face fireballers through, through the rest of the game. That being said, it's still the best of the best. In 1950, it was the best hitters in the world against the best pitchers in the world. That went 60s, 70s, 80s, uh-huh. 2000. 2023, it's still the best hitters in the world against the best pitchers in the world. So I don't buy that argument that, uh, oh, it's harder to hit 300 today. I, I don't think that's true at, true at all. I think it's the best against the best. And I think Arise is showing you that he can hit 390 so don't tell me you can't hit 300. It's it's really cool story in Florida to watch that. 
and it just shows. And I think the game's going to get back to that. I think it's going to get back one day where average is important. Let's let's take this as a as a hypothetical. You come into the ninth inning and you're facing one of the best closers in the game. First of all, what closers do is they don't walk you. So that on base percentage that's not going to help me right now. I need right. a hitter in that position when the game's on the line that's hitting three something. He's got a chance. I'll take Tony Gwynn hitting in the ninth inning against the, uh, against the best closer in the world. He's not going to walk him, but I'll tell you what, I'll take my chances that Tony's going to get a hit. And that's usually because he's hitting 330. Best hitters are going to hit 330. If you're hitting 220 with a great on base percentage, that's not going to help you against the best uh -huh. closers in the world. That's why at the end of the game, I want my best hitter up there. And average does matter. Uh, I think for me, average does matter, and RBIs matter, even though uh, the analytical people say it doesn't. But that we'll get into that conversation for another day. As I let you get out of here, I'm very uh, uh, interested, and I've watched the first couple of games. Uh, Bochy and Phil Nevin going head to head down at Globe Life Field. Uh, the Angels have taken the first two. Uh, Phil's got that ball club playing really, really well right now. And that, that's kind of a fun series knowing both of those guys as well as I do. And I know, uh, as well as you do. I mean, you've known Phil Nevin since you were a young kid and you played for Bochy and kind of a fun series. It's awesome. I've got, I've got a, a bunch of different storylines going on. You know, you go with the obvious of my brother in New York, but I got a bunch of buddies in the American League West. You know, I got my Seattle team that I kind of pay a little more attention to than the rest, just because that's that's kind of my city. Uh, right. But you got both who I played for and, and became really good friends with over the years outside the game. Uh, he takes over in Texas again. Obviously, Boach one day is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be a Hall of Fame manager. You got Phil Nevin, kind of my little brother, running the Angels now. Got them playing well. And then you got Kotze, who's who's really struggling in Oakland, a real trying year. He's just won seven in a row. So a lot of cool storylines story for me that, that are personal to me. But, yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm so excited that – uh, to see Phil finally getting his opportunity to manage and got the Angels going in the right direction. It's been a few years now. At American League West, Coach, that, that's, a fun, that's a fun division to watch now, especially with Texas doing all that they're doing. Seattle's still really good. Houston, obviously, is going to be there in the long run. And uh, Angels are, are fighting right now. So, uh, yeah, really cool to watch all these storylines. Hey, what do you got coming up on the, the next uh, Boone podcast? Didn't you just have John Miller on? We had John Miller. Uh, we had Kruko. It's kind of a San Francisco week for me. So we had oh, Kruko. Kruko. We got John. Yeah. So we got John Miller today, and then part two on Friday. It was a long interview. It went over two hours. Tell. I mean, Coach, he can tell some stories, and and oh, yeah. uh, he goes through his Oriole days, all his San Francisco days, baseball tonight. Uh, he was fun to listen to for for two hours. I didn't have to talk much, and then uh, <laughs> we're going to keep with the. We're going to keep with the San Francisco team, and we got the great closer from San Fran of, of my generation, Rob Nen. Uh, we're wow. going to be taping him tomorrow. So that's what we got coming up. We're going to have uh, Aaron Boone next week. Me and him are going to go head-to-head -head on Boone trivia. So, yeah, we got we got it all lined up for the Boone podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, hey, uh, Brett, as always, thanks so much, and uh, enjoy all the ball games today. You got it. Thanks, Coach. There you go. Uh, Brett Boone uh, joining us on our uh, Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Again, uh, Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe. 
wherever you get your podcast. That's good. So I'm really happy for him. I mean, he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, after retiring from baseball, you always kind of wonder what guys are going to do. And, you know, he's tried a, a few things here and there, but he's really uh, found his niche. And it wouldn't surprise me someday if he got back on the field. But he's having a great time right now with these podcasts and really uh, uh, with what he uh, is uh, known over his years of players and coaches, managers, broadcasters, doing a fantastic job. 